0: Welcome to I'm Absolutely Fine, the podcast from the Mid-Alt that looks at all the glamour and indignity of being a grown-up.
1: If you listen on the Entale app, that's E-N-T-A-L-E, photos, links and videos of what we're talking about will pop up as you listen. Have a look. Hi, everyone. Hi, everybody. I'm Emily, and uh, I'm absolutely fine. But I keep getting an alert saying my internet is unstable. And I'm like, join the fucking queue, internet. OK, we're all unstable. I feel like Wi-Fi is like a basic human right, right now, where we're doing basically all our work. And I'm really pissed off about it. So back of the queue. How are you, Annabelle? <laughs> um,
0: well, I'm absolutely fine. But I'm, I've hit another confused bump in the road. With everything that's fucking going on, I do not know how to feel. I'm completely confused about how frightened to be. I'm really quite angry as well. I'm so confused that I've sort of opted out. I feel like I'm no longer a fully functional member of society. I, so I'm somehow watching from the sidelines. And I, I feel like that's not a good way to be. It's a sort of ennui that could flip into lying in bed all day and staring at the wall and needing, you know, intervention.
1: No, it's incredibly true that as well, because the alternative is like ma- real anger. And then what are we going to do, riot? I mean, but, but we can't well, riot Well, maybe, more I than totally
0: six... agree, because the alternative is absolute outrage and fury. And how dare you?
1: Yeah, how very dare you. No, no, I completely agree. It's, 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 uh, it's a strange thing. So please don't get into bed and don't get out again because I'd really miss you. Would you mean you could get into bed with me? <laughs> That's
0: true. Yeah, well, there's only two of us,
1: so it'd be fine. <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely. plenty of room, us and the cat. <laughs> this morning, we are both terrified and also overjoyed to have Dr. Suha Kirsch here. Practising out of her clinic in Chelsea, Suha is, to my mind, the best cosmetic doctor working in London today. Her artistry lies in helping women look well-rested optimistic, and frankly, very pretty, but never, ever done. A multi-hyphenate, she's also scarily a psychiatrist, so she understands some of the madness behind our eyes when she's working on our faces, which is a comfort. Thank you so much for being here, Suha. How are you?
2: I'm absolutely fine, but I do worry about what Boris is going to say every single morning by the time I wake up, and how that's going to show on my developing COVID face every day. I absolutely empathise with both of you about the Wi-Fi. My Wi-Fi is crap. Every morning is terrible. We, we have this whole fight every morning of do we go to the office, do we stay home, does everybody shift to the office to work. Um, and that anxiety, that, that anxious feeling every morning you wake up, you don't know what to expect next. Where, where are we going? What's happening? We're all going through the same thing. And you're quite right. You look in the mirror and you see it,
0: written all over your face. And um and I and, and I know we've been talking about this phenomenon which we're calling uh COVID face. Uh which isn't necessarily having the virus. It's living with everything that's going on, uh, you know, and it's it's been compounded by, I suppose, stress levels that Listen, I always say in March we were younger and, and, and full of hope and we thought we'd lock down and then we'd come out of lockdown two or three months later and it would be done and it would be dealt with. And so this level of stress that we're experiencing over a period of six, seven months is, is, is really, um, it's really taking its toll on our faces. Have you seen that in the women who come into your clinic?
2: It's taken its toll on our faces, our psychology, our interaction with everybody. I've seen it in myself and in all my patients. I've left my patients in one place on the 23rd of March. And by the time we came back in June, they looked completely different. So when you looked at their pre and post pictures, they looked tired. The emotional projection they gave you were that of quite a tired person, overwhelmed, dry skin, hollow eyes and sagginess. And I couldn't really make sense of it because, you know, we trudge along, My patients might see me twice a year and we keep going and, you know, we keep them looking fresh and well and healthy. You shouldn't really miss me in three months. I shouldn't be this part of your life in three months' time but such changes happen.
0: Was it a, was it a, a, a different kind of sort of degradation of the face or was it an
2: accelerated? It was accelerated, completely right. accelerated ageing. What I saw was exerted aging and exerted change to the texture of the skin. My patients looked different, they looked sad, they looked overwhelmed, they looked anxious, and the skin has suffered as well during that time. Remember, as we, when they're stressed, we, we, our level of cortisol release increases and our um, stress hormones, start increasing as well. So we are, we're conditioned to deal with that on a short-term basis, but over a long period of time when we're actually going through so many changes, you know, pre-lockdown, lockdown, post-lockdown, all the changes we have to go through, our cortisol levels and all our stress hormones stay up because we don't know what to expect next. That results in um, accelerated aging. So our cellular life is not as long, it gets shortened. Um, our inflammatory processes are increased um, um, and that this, this results in lack of elasticity in the skin, dehydration to the skin, acne, rosacea, um, all sorts of you know, dermatitis and increased fast loss and increased collagen loss and you're not making the collagen as much as you used to so it's not our imagination our skin is changing and there is volume loss and increased wrinkles and more sagging and what I call more, you see it more on Zoom face because now people are looking at themselves a little bit more. Also, your, your family is telling you. my family was telling me every day how terrible I looked and I really <laughs> felt horrible. I, I felt awful. I felt quite abused actually. The- so
0: were you basically stuck at home with your entire family saying you looked like hell without like a vial of Botox in the fridge?
2: Yes.
1: So there's nothing you could do? <laughs> I think it's interesting as well what you were saying about how it's not in your imagination because I think because we've spent so much time on Zoom looking at ourselves in a really kind of brutal way and I mean I haven't quite perfected my lighting and I know lots of people will have thought very hard oh about it you know I can see you're in listeners Suha is in her uh, office so she's got the very bright lights above um, I'm trying some down lighting but you I'm quite relieved to know that it isn't just our sort of internal paranoia thinking oh my god I feel so weird and I look so weird. But it is actually, we do actually no. look genuinely look, Oh, weird. thank
0: God. It's not just that I feel old. I also look old. So no. well, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> now so, it makes sense, right? <laughs> can I ask you something? Before, um, before um, a person would come and see a doctor like you, are there any measures that you could take at home with um, you know, nutrition or with uh, what you might you put into your body or onto your skin before one would, t- would hit you know, lasers and needles and all that good stuff?
2: I think that's absolutely right. I mean, before people come and see me and invest in seeing me and put themselves through the process of seeing me, they should look after themselves. So with lockdown and people having to multitask and wear 10 different hats with homeschooling and working and housework and losing all social support around them, they've neglected themselves, they start to ignore themselves. And even if you are looked after, you're spending quite a bit of time outdoors because we had glorious weather. Um, without the sunblock and looking after yourself so it starts with lifestyle you need to start looking at what your lifestyle be it diet sleep mental health exercise so i always say look with people be drinking a lot more during lockdown than before reduce your alcohol intake reduce your smoking if not stop smoking completely it's the worst thing for your skin reduce your refined sugar intake Um, and look after your diet, so increase the antioxidant content of your diet, Um, fish, oil, green vegetables, it's all quite important to to look after those things before you come and see me. Um, Sunscreen in the sun, vitamin D, sleep sleep is hugely important in cell rejuvenation and repair Uh, try and get eight hours sleep during lockdown everybody's sleep cycle had shifted people were eating sleeping too late waking up too early or just not sleeping at all that affects our aging as well Mental health, everybody's been anxious, scared uh, for different reasons, be it for loss of income, be it for, you know, extra stress from homeschooling, loss of support from illness. You know, uh, some people have been luckier than others. And stress, uh, that kind of worry and mental difficulty affects how we look and increases our aging so women are not looking out to themselves enough during this time because they're looking out to everybody else around
1: them absolutely and, and we're punishing ourselves if we feel like somehow we're letting anything slip yes. so you know we're it's sort of like the yeah. whip is really out before
0: yes. i start asking about some specific sort of skin and ageing and face issues and how, you know, a doctor could help with those. How do you find a good cosmetic doctor? If do you think, right, I'm going to take the plunge, I don't like the M11 in between my eyebrows, I'm looking a bit saggy around the cheeks, I just, you know, I want, I, I'm, I'm ready to do
2: this. How do you pick someone? How do you know that they're any good? You need to have somebody who is registered with the medical council and who is registered with BCAM Body or the uh, Royal College of dermatologist and have a background in doing this for a while and established presence. Have a look at their reviews. Maybe if you uh, uh, have chat to your, pa- to your friends and see who they go to. Do you like what you see in your friends? Is this person going to listen to you? Is this person going to nurture you and look after you? Go and have a consultation. You don't have to have anything done. Go and have a chat to the patients. Get a second opinion if not comfortable. You have to be comfortable with the doctor you're seeing. And also make sure, apart from their qualifications and you know their registrations and everything, do they have the same aesthetic value as you do is this person going to listen to you look after you and give you what you want
0: yes so i would i would i would want a different cosmetic doctor from the girls on the only way is essex or the ladies in the real housewives of beverly hills it's not what that's not the look that i'm going for because because i suppose that i suppose there is a sort of a signature look whether that's very natural or something a bit more pumped
2: I think there's a different aesthetic look that goes with every doctor. Everybody has their own way, I mean, I don't want to kind of talk about my colleagues in any way, but everybody has their own vision of aesthetics. And and every patient finds a doctor and every doctor finds their patients, to be honest. Um, I think what we need to raise awareness of for women is when do you stop and when is good enough, good enough. Um, and you know, but, I, mean, I do believe that we, people should look at themselves, but fresher and exaggerate, not exaggerate, but to kind of enhance your good bits and improve the ones that are not working so well. I think everybody is beautiful. I think everybody has a beautiful feature in, the, in their faces. We show people that. So many times I ask my patients, I mean, what, the first question I ask my patients is, what's, what's your best feature? What do you like about your face? of people go straight into what they don't like, they ignore my question. They don't like answering that question because nobody's ever asked them. People forget that they are beautiful,
0: they are attractive. Yes, because we sort of have become educated to look at our face and bodies and see problems.
2: So problems, and you're also looking after everybody else. And by the way, you get neglected. Nobody tells you you're pretty anymore after a while. It's not anti-aging at all. It's not just anti-aging. It's really making you look the best version of yourself, healthy and fresh and rejuvenated.
0: And also, but you're quite right what you said earlier, which is one of the keys is knowing when to stop and when there's enough. Because I think what can happen is you can have a little bit of work and it's a bit like redecorating a room in the house. Then you look at your face and you feel like every other room needs redecorating and then you lose track of your face. And also, but filler isn't just about the cheeks, is it? I know we've talked about this before. You can, do, you can put a dot of filler in the temples that will help you with your jowls. You can put a dot in the chin to strengthen the jawline. You can do. I mean, it's much more artful than just shoving it in to create plumpness.
2: Filler is really not about the cheeks or the lips at all. Filler is really about looking at the whole face as a holistic structure. Your face is one organ, it you know, one area. When you age, you don't just age in your temples or your cheeks or your lips, you age all over the face. So, the the idea is to look at the face, look at the emotional. Projection is giving you look at the aging process that's happening and start tweaking the face from the top making your way down replacing bits of volume everywhere and refreshing the face and uh, you're completely right be it that you know you you start from the top you make your way down and you tweak a bit of the jawline you tweak a bit of the cheese and you lift your idea is to lift not to create a volume where it's not required and needed and, and two questions um one
0: is filler reversible And secondly, how long does it tend to stay in your face before you, I don't know, metabolize it?
2: So filler is completely reversible if we don't like the results or if we have any complications. Because it didn't used to be, did it? No, it it didn't didn't used to be be quite a while ago. Now with the current, we we use hyaluronic acid, which is completely reversible, and we can melt it should we have any complications, difficulties, or if somebody doesn't like the look that it's given them. Um, It should last in the face about 8 to 12 months is what I actually practically see. It's reported as 18 months, but I really practically see eight to 12 months over time. Once we maintain the filler, once you like what you see, and once you like how it makes how, uh, what it does for you, it could last you longer and longer um, over time. And we have to do less and less. But initially, when we first see our patients, what I like to do is kind of refresh their face all over. Um, we have a look and we make sure that the whole face ties up together and not just one bit or the other, no no exaggeration anywhere. Because otherwise, it could look more ageing. It could look fake. um, it, 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 It could look very severe. Yes, I remember when people first started, when Botox sort
0: of went mass market, and people would have a sort of mask of death forehead and then their the, the normal face everywhere else. So yeah. The contrast was really un- uncomfortable. You know, people love Botox and fillers, and then some people just are never going to do that to themselves, but what about if you have got pigmentation, sunspots, you know, a, a, a little bit of sort of um, the texture of your skin has, 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 has just
2: gone off. What can you do about that? It's a very individual approach. You know, are the pores open? Is it red? Um, is the skin just dry? Is, uh, is it is the texture, We have it's kind of becoming a bit rough or a bit fragile? What are we dealing with here? And we have to combine our treatments. So, we, I mean, I like to start very gentle with my patients. I mean, lymphatic drainage is a good thing to start with, just nice and gentle post lockdown, because remember your skin is very fragile. Your skin is needing some gentle attention. You can't just go in uh, with the very extreme um, treatment. So a lymphatic
0: community. drainage facial, basically?
2: hydrofacial. We have a hydrofacial.
0: But for people who can't afford to come and see you, they could presumably get themselves a nice face oil or something and learn how to do, th- learn how to do that at home to drain some of the fluid from their face.
2: Yes, completely. I mean, they can come and they can, people who can't afford to come and see us and they don't want to do any treatments in the clinic, the basic thing is to have the basic skin care done well and not go too excited about other things. So you can do your uh, exfoliation twice, three times a week. You can do use of vitamin C serums, your hyaluronic acid serums. You can even use a a home um, care device like You know, micro needling, uh, a very gentle micro needling device on your face once every week. Which Um, so what does that that do? That tells
0: that damages the skin slightly, so then collagen has to rush to fix the skin. Yeah, I mean the whole thing thing is about
2: getting your skin to regenerate and making new skin in a healthy manner. You can do it at home gently, and then you can come to a clinic to a more advanced and uh, process. LED lights at home. There are some home masks out there, different prices. Um, You know, if you could use the um, red. Uh, LED lights um, for regeneration, the blue for healing for acne, that's a lovely uh, kind of supportive treatment for home use. I've had that for my girls at home with their little spots here and there and it helps beautifully. And it's gentle. It's and gentle. What,
0: what about pigmentation? Because I think you know you, you hit 40 and suddenly your freckles aren't freckles anymore.
2: Pigmentation I tell my patients is a commitment. Because, you know, you have to invest in pigmentations. Pigmentation will need home care, will need um, clinic care, and will need ongoing commitment to keep the pigmentation reduced. You may not be able to get rid of it in the long term, but you can reduce it. But you have to keep going at it. So you will need to sunblock all the time and protect yourself from the sun all the time. You need so that means if you're going to take your pigmentation seriously, it means you can never get a tan again? it means you should not tan again. That like if you get a tan, you may pigment again, and you have to take that on board. But even walking out in the sun, I mean, with the sun we've had recently, even walking out in the sun, your pigmentation might come back up again. So you have to be very careful. You have to sunblock, you have to protect yourself. Um, and then moving forward uh, from there, uh, you could use some pigment suppressant creams and some home care creams that should be prescribed to you by your clinic or by, or by your healthcare provider for your skin, your dermatologist. Um, you, then so I you think it might
0: be worth seeing a dermatologist to get skincare that is a little bit more active than what you can just buy in boots?
2: Absolutely. I think if you're going to tackle pigmentation, you have to do it properly and not experiment with your face. Because I think for a
0: lot of women, I mean, I've never seen a dermatologist, and I sort of slightly live in this world. A lot of women, the idea of going to a dermatologist, unless you have a sort of, you know, very itchy rash... Is 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 sort of it's sort of slightly beyond us, isn't it, Emily? Whereas yeah, in fact yeah, it definitely. makes total sense. There's no point, I guess, having um a face full of Botox if your skin texture is terrible no. and you're not and it's dry and you're not, you know, looking after it properly, as you say. But let's talk about Botox. Because Botox always feels like the entry point and the sort of bottom line. But I think when people think of Botox, they do think of you know, a frozen forehead and, you know, a, you know, and and, and and you can't move your eyebrows and you lose all emotion from your face. But again Botox isn't just about the forehead, is it? There are, what well, you can do, lower face Botox. How can you use Botox in a way that people don't really know
2: about? So Botox is, um, you know, one of those enigmas. Everybody is has been trained to look at frown lines. Everybody has been trained at Botox. And I get a lot of people coming in and saying, I want Botox. And you look at them and they really don't need Botox. They need their skin to look better. They need their volume replaced. They need their refreshment. They just look tired and they look angry and anxious That's all they see. They see those lines in the middle and they think that's what I need to do, because that's what they've been trained to look for. That's what they know. So and you, know, you need to talk to your patients and try and um, consult them and, uh, and teach them. If they need Botox, perfectly fine. You need to, do, you need to, to kind of give them the Botox to release some of the lines, reduce some of the wrinkles, but do it respectfully is what I say. Don't freeze your face, you'll have no expression, you'll look older, everybody will know what you've done. You will kind of, you, people will see your Botox before they see you. Botox is fun, we could use it in a lot of other places. We could use it in the lower face and the neck to lift up the jowling a little bit and tighten up the neck. Can lower face Botox sort of tighten your jawline? It can, but it has to be very patient dependent. So if somebody has a, a heavy lower face and a heavy neck, that's a waste of money. Botox is not going to give you what you want. You have to look at the muscle action in the lower face. Are the muscles really strong? Is it really pulling your jawline down? Or when you speak, are you seeing those pl- what we call platysmal band pop out?
0: Yeah, so that's that sort of, that the combination of the turkey neck and then that disappointed look that, w- that we all, you want to yes, with that, the sides of the mouth turning down. Is that what you're talking about? The,
2: su- the sulking look. And then when you speak, when you know those bands popping out of your neck, so you look <laughs> even more stressed and angry than you are. Actually, are yeah, like so... one of those
0: furious, furious like <laughs> dragon birds. What is the best way for people to keep track of their faces? What happens if you get someone coming into your um, consulting room and they have, they've had far too much done? Will you start dissolving it? Will you tell them
2: that they've had too much done? How do you tackle that? I don't mince my words, so I put them in front of the mirror and I ask them, "What do you like? What don't you like? And do you like how you look at the moment?" Um, and I tell them straight up, I don't like how you look. I can't see who you are. I can't see your personality. I don't know who you are. All I see is the fillers and the lips and the not so great work you've had done before. Do you like it? Some people actually like that, but that's becoming a very you know, small minority at the moment. Um, and some people don't know what they're supposed to look like. They really don't know what this World of affairs and Botox supposed to look like they don't know it can look fresh and healthy and well. They're expecting volume. They're expecting big cheeks and big lips, rather than just a release of the lighting around the eyes, a release of the the wrinkles around their nose and their mouth and the jowling. You know, you're looking to lift, so you have to kind of come back to the patients and teach them, raise awareness. Um, and a lot of the people who I see a lot of work being done, either as I refuse to do any more work and say, look, we could. You could walk away and come back in six months' time and see me when things are worn off a bit, or we could start melting a bit of filler and fixing after that. There's a lot that goes on in this room that's not all about Docs and fillers, and you know I have to respect that privilege and really kind of work advocate. I mean, we have to remember we're doctors, and part of our um, business as doctors is to advocate and look after our patients. Uh, and not just kind of keep going with the flow. We have to stop and say, "This is what's good for you. This is what we're going to be able to deliver, and this is what will suit you. This is my prescription for you." We forget that sometimes, and it's really important every day to remember that.
0: So basically, if you if you want to if you want to go and see if you might want to have a bit of Botox or a dot of something don't go to your dentist who got his certificate last week. Don't go to the girl down the road who does facials who's just learned... Do your homework.
2: Do your homework and do your consultation. and, And I think you have to have a connection with the doctor who you're seeing. You have to have an agreement and a kind of a... a a meeting of the minds regarding your ethical um, vision, sorry, your aesthetic vision. Um, What is it that you see and and what is it that that doctor sees? Do you guys agree on the, the end result? Are you getting what you want out of this doctor? Are they looking after you?
1: I really like your approach, actually, because I, I think it is, you know, it's a cruelty, actually, to make women feel ashamed about ageing on on every level. And we've talked about it, whether, you know, emotionally or, you know, what they can and can't do. And um, but at the same time, nobody should have to live with COVID face if they don't want to. And I think, you know, it's so much a part of our of our sense of self and identity, and why shouldn't we be able to look as fresh and as rested and as as we are not, if you know what I mean? But so.
0: em, Emily, as someone who you know you you basically will never have, like, never say never, but basically you, you're never going to have Botox or fillers. It's just something you're never going to do. Would you?
1: So you have um, now look at me like really closely. Yes, but why not? <laughs> it's, just, it's just it's just it's just
0: it's it's just not something that you're that you're that you're interested in. Would you have you know light therapy or oil therapy or some of those other things? Things.
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean... Because
0: I'm saying, I'm saying, are you interested in the idea that there's another way?
1: I am definitely interested in the idea that there's another way. And I definitely, I, I sort of, I like the idea of the light therapy of the LED of the red light. But my fear, actually, weirdly, is not the the treatment, it's just the continuation of it, just that you starts you on something that you then can't get off. And I know that that's not what you're saying. And I think that's just what makes me nervous. And also, you know- well, Dependency. Dependency is one, exactly. <laughs> but also, you know, when, um, when I was in my twenties or my early twenties was when, you know, Botox really hit London. And there were a lot of very, very frozen faces out there.
2: There are other methods to what you call, to collagen bank. To, kind of to, 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 to promote your collagen production and invest in the future. And it doesn't always have to be about me injecting you.
0: Well, Emily and I are now going to both go off and obsessively look in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> Put on a face mask, drink some green juice. Thank you so much.
1: You've been listening to Annabel Rivkin and Emily McMeekin of The Midult. Our book, I'm Absolutely Fine, is out now. If you like what you hear, please rate, review and subscribe.
0: And we'll just leave you with this thought. It takes a lot of therapy to be this shallow.